This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back for another episode of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. And in this episode, we're going to be recapping the Blues season, or as I call it, the St. Louis Blues, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Some players are part good, some are part bad, some are all bad, and there are some ugly factors to this team. And I'm going to get to the one that I think really screwed this team over from the beginning of the season. But we're going to start with the good. The good, of course, Vladimir Tarasenko. No one can doubt this guy's ability. No one can doubt his heart. He is a truly a good person on and off the ice, a great skilled player, and he puts it all out on the line there every single game. We all know what we got with Vladimir Tarasenko when it comes to the Blues. Uh, no doubts about it. He is, uh, you know, in the top five, seven scorers in the NHL. I know Crosby gets all the attention and all them other players do, but uh, Tarasenko is just as good as, as them. And I'm not, uh, uh, you know, saying that just because I'm from St. Louis. I don't think people appreciate this guy enough. Let's go on to another addition I thought was very positive for the Blues this year. And that was the former Blue, David Perron. Perron uh, did not get along with Ken Hitchcock, uh, you know, but uh, they gave him another chance. Uh, once uh, the season started and brought him back, and I thought he was a different player than he was when he left. He's a lot more physical. He's a lot more controlled. Uh, I think he's uh, more of a crap disturber, can get underneath people's uh, skin a little bit, and he wasn't that type of player before. He was a very soft player, but not anymore. He's had to uh, amend his game from being in Edmonton and Pittsburgh, and then finally Dallas, who's a very – not Dallas, sorry – uh, Anaheim, who's a very physical team, and he was able to do that, and that's why the Blues brought him in, uh, you know, to replace uh, some of the offense from Brower and Backus. And I think he definitely replaced uh, the offense from Brower big time. I think he's uh, one of the positives of the season. I think Jaden Schwartz turned it around. I don't think he had a great beginning of the season, but I think towards the middle to the end, he really, really put it on and show what kind of player it could be. And he had just an awesome playoffs, just an awesome playoffs. And uh, you cannot look at Jaden Schwartz and say that's the reason the Blues lost the playoff series for Nashville. And I don't think you can say that about Vladimir Tarasenko. And, of course, you cannot say that about Jake Allen. Jake Allen will admit he did not have a first a half of the season that was very good. But once the coaching change came about, things turned around for him. Uh, Martin Brodeur, the assistant GM, came down and worked with him and Carter Hutton, and both of their seasons turned around. Jake was arguably one of the top three or four goaltenders in the league that second half of the season, and I'll take anybody on that wants to argue that with me because he was, and he was great in the playoffs. He did everything he could to try to will this team to win. Uh, and the first series, it was because of Jake Allen that they beat the Minnesota Wild, and the Blues got the positive bounces. In the second series against Nashville, Jake did everything he could. Stood on his head, making save after save after save. But his defense would let him down, and he can't make every save. The guy is a number one goaltender, and he will be for years to come. 
Now let's go ahead and uh, go into a, a little bit of uh, the bad with this team. And uh, you can say it was bad or ugly. Uh, you know, some people say it's bad. I say it's actually really ugly. The spiral of this team downhill to me was last draft, the 2016 NHL draft. Doug Armstrong knew he would not be able to sign Kevin Shattenkirk. Although all these fans around here, oh, we have to. We've let too many players go, and I get, I can't stand it when people say that. We, you know, we've just let Bacchus just sign with Boston, and Broward just sign with Calgary, and we've got to sign, sign Shattenkirk. We can't let too many people go. You can't run a team that way. So Doug Armstrong lets it be known that Kevin Shattenkirk is uh, open to be traded. He gets several offers uh, from Edmonton, uh, a couple from uh, other teams, and um, turns them all down. I know that uh, he had a, a trade clause and would only go certain places, but there were a couple teams he could have went to. And Armstrong, for some reason, thought he had Bobby Orr and not Kevin Shattenkirk and held on to him because he was being greedy and thought he would be able to uh, get more for him. So it comes down to the end of the season where he's forced to get rid of him. Uh, even though I don't think Kevin Shattenkirk is a top five defenseman, I don't think Kevin Shattenkirk is a top ten defenseman. In fact, I think when the NHL had ranked their defenseman and ranked him somewhere between 20 and 22nd in the league, I think that's uh, pretty nice to him, in fact. He's terrible when it comes to even strength. Great on the power play, but terrible on even strength, and Washington found that out. He's played decently and started putting some points up here in the playoffs. I believe he has five or six assists in this playoff. So he's playing pretty good for Washington now. It took him a while to get going in that first series. He wasn't very good. So that's a screw-up from the beginning. Uh, we have to look at, uh, let's go back to a positive, Berglund. You know, I've ripped Patrick Berglund in the past. This guy's huge. He should be able to just put his will off on people and scored 20 to 25 goals every year, and he just wasn't doing that. Well, he got 23 goals this year and was a Blues second-leading scorer when it comes to goals. So I think Berglund had a very good year. They signed him to a new contract. Hopefully that will continue. Um, they signed Alex Steen to a new contract. I think Alex Steen's year was off and on. There were stretches where he was not very good. Man, I'll argue that with anybody. Then there's stretches where he was very, very good and helped this team win several games. Uh, had a lot of points in the playoffs, I believe seven or eight. And that was with a broken foot. So I'm not going to question him too much. I just think he needs to be more consistent in the regular season next year. Jay Bowmeister, terrible. I would say 60 to 70% of the year he was not very good. And he made huge mistakes, huge mistakes in the playoffs. Uh, you know, fell down once, gave the puck up a couple times that led to goals, and you can't do that. It's mistakes that kill you and penalties that kill you in the playoffs, and that's what killed the Blues against Nashville, and Jay Bomeister was a big part of it. I don't think Alex Petrangelo played up to his contract. Did he play okay, pretty good? Yeah, for the most part. But I think you'll find some games there where he was not very good. Well, we need him to play up to that contract and play consistent all the time then let's get to the what I call the ugly 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 part of this last year we get this huge announcement with fanfare and hoopla and woohoo and woot woot and 
Oh, God. Oh, golly, gosh. Gee whiz. Uh, Kenny Hitchcock wants to coach one more year, so we're going to go ahead and let him coach that one more year. You know, he's a good coach, and hopefully he can get us that Stanley Cup. Doug Armstrong knew better than that. He knew that wasn't going to happen. But he's too close and gave his buddy, as he will admit, his best friend another contract year. But that, that's, that's not the worst part. We're going to bring in his replacement. We're going to bring in his replacement and put him behind the bench with him. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. How, how often do you see that in other sports or actually in the NHL? Well, we've got this guy he's going to coach another year, but we've hired his replacement to coach with him. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen in baseball. Doesn't happen in football. They may say he's going to be the heir apparent, but that's not what they're initially brought in for. And it's a little bit different to have an offensive coordinator and a head coach in, in football and say your offensive coordinator after this guy retires next year will probably be the head coach. That's a little bit different than hockey. The Blues made a huge mistake with that, and that's Doug Armstrong's fault because he's loyal to his friend. I mean, the man cried when he had to get rid of with uh, Hitchcock. In fact, Hitchcock performed so terribly, they fired him. And then the rumor was that Doug Armstrong had offered him a job in the front office because he's got such a great relationship with the team in the minor leagues, and all these players respect him. Well, my question is this. If the players respected him so much, why did he suck as a coach for the half season he was there? You don't respect the coach and play like crap like the Blues did for most of the first half of the season. Impossible. If they would have brought in Coach Mike and brought him in and got rid of Ken Hitchcock and said, that's great you want to retire, but you're going to have to go somewhere else and retire. Which was a lie because Ken Hitchcock just signed with Dallas for a multi-year contract. He didn't sign for a, a year, a half year. Now, he signed for a multi-year contract. So folks, we were lied to. I think Doug Armstrong knew that Ken Hitchcock wanted to coach longer than that. I think he just felt loyal to him as a friend. And you can't do that in sports. And uh, I have to put some of this off on Stillman, the owner. You do not let a general manager keep a guy because they're friends. I don't care what his record is, what if he's the third or fourth winningest coach in the NHL, so on and so forth. When was the last Stanley Cup he won? You got to ask yourself that question. When was it? He's an old coach. Wish him well with Dallas, but man, he stunk here his last half year. And uh, you know his coaching ability against San Jose last year, uh, terrible. And I'm not giving him credit for the win against Dallas and the win against Chicago. The Blues will. The 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 management will. I give that credit to two players that played well. Three players. Four players. Jaden Schwartz, Fabry, uh, Brian Elliott, and, and David Backus. That's what won. Ken Hitchcock didn't win those. And his inability to make changes against San Jose cost them. And the players' lack of being able to do anything cost them again in that series. I'm not going to blame the Blues losing against Nashville on Coach Mike. I think the Blues would have been in a better position if he'd have started coaching at the beginning of the year. You know, I'm sure he wanted to get in there quickly, but he wanted to coach a team and took the job that he had to take because the Blues were unwilling to fire the great Ken Hitchcock. You're not going to hear this from any other media outlet 
that talks about the blues. You're not going to hear it from local media. You're not going to hear it from NHL Network. You're not going to hear it from anybody else because they're all going to go on and wish Ken Hitchcock the best and never bring up the fact that he strung this team along, that he lied to the fans. He was a lame duck coach, and that's what you have to call him. Like I said, I wish him the best. What I think in the long run, the Blues are better off with Coach Mike, and they should have started with him at the beginning of the season instead of this Ken Hitchcock, the great and wonderful Ken Hitchcock, coaching out one more year for his buddy, his great buddy, Doug Armstrong. Now let's go to Doug Armstrong. Doug Armstrong has made mistake after mistake in signing players. Overpaying for Jay Bomeister, big time. Overpaying for Yori Laterra, big time. Huge, huge overpayment. Overpaying, in my mind, for Stasny, who they said is a, 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 a first-line center, but in my mind, he's a second-line center. He's not a number-one center. He's a good player. I like Paul Stasny. Don't start thinking because I I say a player's not a number-one center and not worth the seven-some-odd million he's making. I'm just saying he's a number-two center. Good player. Very good player. Got a lot of heart. But he's not a number-one center who's going to score you 30 goals, 30, 25 30 goals. He's not going to do it. And he's injured. He's injured a lot because of the tough style that he plays. He is a tough player and he's good at it. But he's not that number one scoring center and he just won't be. And the Blues are stuck with that contract for a couple more years. So what are they to do? Well, I've heard, oh, we've got to, you know, we've got to get TJ Oshie back here. TJ Oshie's the answer. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I was really impressed with T.J. Oshie's regular season and his 30-some-odd goals with the Capitals. Played a great, great season. Excellent for the Capitals. Exactly what they needed. But they used him differently than the Blues did. A lot of times T.J. Oshie was down low. He wasn't down low very often for the Blues. And he got a lot of goals that way. He's going to want probably six to seven, seven and a half million dollars a year. Do you think the Blues can afford to pay him that? No, they can't. And stop before you say, well, if we unprotect the Laterra and we unprotect Yakupov or we unprotect this guy and this guy, they'll be able to afford TJ Oshie. It ain't going to happen. There's a 99.9% chance he ain't coming back, and there's a 0.1% chance he might, and it's going to take a lot of finagling with the the salary cap. I just don't see it happening. Uh, He's going to sign with a team that he's going to fit with, and I don't know if he fits with this... uh, uh, Mike Yaltine. I don't know that. I, I personally, I don't think he does. But the Blues need a number one center, and I don't see how they're going to do it unless they find somebody to take one of these huge, huge um, contracts off their hands. If they do that, they may be, be able to trade for somebody, uh, you know, like a Duchesne or somebody, but I just I don't see that happening. I don't see a Duchesne coming to the Blues. I know he's on the list with the uh, you know, for a center, and then Oshie's on the list as a winger for to get the Blues some more scoring. But they've got to get some more scoring somehow. And I know the Blues are going to tell you this. Well, Jaden Schwartz is getting better, and he's going to score more. And Robbie Fabry's going to score more. And, and you know, uh, uh, we're going to count on Berglund to have another 20 to 25 goals season, and we're going to be fine. You know, guys, you, you can't count that. Look what happened to Fabry. He got hurt. He didn't have a good sophomore season. Jaden Schwartz played his butt off, but did not have, you know, overall a full good year. He had a great second half and spurts in the first half where he was good. I mean, just kept playing hard. Even when he wasn't scoring, you cannot knock Jaden Schwartz. He played hard. 
but the Blues need more offense. They're setting goaltending because even after Carter Hutton leaves, they're going to have uh, Phil Uso, Phil Uso come in, and uh, he's going to be the backup. And eventually, years down the road, I think he could replace uh, Jake Allen. Uh, not that I'm saying that's what's going to happen, but I think he's going to be that good of a goaltender. So the Blues just have a lot to look at it this offseason. Let's minimize the mistakes. Let's stop signing these guys for overpriced contracts, Mr. Armstrong. Um, you know, answer for yourself. You know, stop blaming stuff on injuries. Stop blaming stuff on this. Stop blaming stuff on that. You need to look in the mirror and you need to blame yourself from the salary cap situation this team is in. It's because of you. And Mr. Stillman, if you love St. Louis like you say you do, you need to do something with Doug Armstrong. Looks like you're going to give him another year. Well, if you do, I've got news for you. If he doesn't perform and find some way to get this team further than they've ever been before, you need to do something and move on from Doug Armstrong. Because he is as much at fault with this team being the way they were in the first half of the season as Ken Hitchcock was. So uh, hopefully the Blues can do something with, uh, I guess they can make money out of air. I don't know. A lot of people are going to think I'm being negative. I'm being realistic here, guys. You know, there are Blue f the Blues fans out there that every year after every year, oh, they did the best they could. Steen was hurt. And they just ran into a huge, huge, you know, team like, like Nashville. They just... They ran into a, a great, great team, and there's not much they could really do against a team of destiny like that, that that beat the Blackhawks. And next year, guys, next year, we'll get it. Next year, for sure. Well, do you remember all the fans last year? Well, we made it to the third round. Next year, naturally, we're winning the Stanley Cup. Did that happen, guys? No, it didn't. You can wish all you want to. But you have to make changes. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. You can't keep making the same mistakes such as standing around and not moving your feet like the players have done throughout the season, not so much in the second half, but they did in the playoffs against Nashville and they did in the first half of the season. Something's got to give. And uh, in my mind, it starts with Doug Armstrong. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this recap show. I know a lot of it's been negative, but there was a lot of negative things this season. And like I said, it all started with the stupidity of re-signing Ken Hitchcock and having his replacement sit there on the bench with him. Just totally stupid. We were lied to. We were told that the Ken Hitchcock's last year, when Barry Melrose back in uh, November, October, came out and said, don't be shocked. I don't think it's Ken Hitchcock's last year. From what I've heard from him, he's going to coach more. So we were lied to. Totally lied to. Whether it was by Ken Hitchcock, whether it was by Doug Armstrong, or a combination of both. This team needs to start answering towards the fans. The fans pay you guys. The fans pay a lot of money. And the Blues will tell you that, oh, we, we don't raise our season ticket prices. That, that, that's bullcrap. It's a bunch of bullcrap. The Blues do raise their season ticket prices. I know. I used to be a season ticket holder until they totally priced me out of being a season ticket holder. So, guys, don't forget about the fans. Don't forget about the season ticket holders that pay the players' salaries, that pay you, Doug Armstrong, your salary, that pays, uh, you know, everybody else in the front office's salary. Let's get this thing right. Let's make changes that need to be made. Let's get rid of players that, that stand around and don't give effort. Let's get rid of players that are getting too old 
Let's move on and make this team what it needs to be. I will be coming back after the uh, draft and go over the Blues players that they drafted, the positives and negatives, and my feeling on each player. And trust me, I watch a lot of junior hockey, a lot of college hockey, and a lot of overseas hockey, so I will know the ins and outs of these players. If I don't, I will tell you that. And then we'll have a preseason look, we'll have a, a rookie camp look, we'll have a training camp look, and we will just keep going on and on this summer. I won't be having a lot of episodes, but uh, we will have some. If something big breaks, if there's a change in management with the Blues, if there's a change in players, oh, we'll definitely get a, a podcast out immediately and we'll discuss that. If you guys feel I'm wrong on any of my points in this podcast, tell me. Email me. Get on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. You know, uh, I'd like to know what everybody's thinking. Is everybody still thinking here in St. Louis like they normally do? Oh, next year. We'll get them next year because, guys, I'm, I'm fed up with it. This team has been in existence for 50 years and has not made a Stanley Cup since the late 60s. There's, there's no excuse for it. This team has had some great players, some great coaches, and it's time that the fans actually ask for more than what this team has given them. Thanks again for joining us. This has been the Drop Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and uh, this uh, season recap for the 2016-2017 season. The good, the bad, and the ugly was the title. Until next time, let's go Blues! This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.